Welcome back to the For the Ladies podcast. On this week's Ladies of Golf, we spoke with Lilia Vu, who finished first on the Race for the Card money list to earn her LPGA card for 2022. Lilia won three times and had eight top five finishes on the Symmetra Tour in 2021. She was named Symmetra Tour Player of the Year and will return to the LPGA for the first time since 2019. Lilia has had quite the golf journey, and she now places this beautiful emphasis and mindfulness into her game and her life, which I found incredibly interesting. I hope you enjoy this Ladies of Golf conversation, which is brought to you by the United States Golf Association. All right, awesome. Are you enjoying some time off? Yeah, so my birthday was last week. I, I know, it was Thursday. Birthday. Yeah, thank you. And I got back. Tuesday from the tour championship. Oh my gosh, such a mess. So my dad <laughs> tried to fly in and he missed his flight because he was trying to park his car at LAX and he only left the house. We live 40 minutes away from uh, LAX and he left the house an hour and 30 minutes before boarding the time. flight. Oh my gosh. And then we rebooked it and then my, my dad gets to the airport the next morning. And so my mom's last name is Du. My dad's last name is Vu. So very, okay. very easy to get confused. And it was Douglas Du. And so he was freaking out. He's like, I'm not going to make it. The name's wrong. And then the travel agent changed it for him. But thank God he got there. Got to follow me for about 25 holes. So the next round and then the end of that day too. Nice. So, <laughs> But like, what a mess. Yeah, what a mess. And you're like, Dad, I can't deal with this. I need to like I know, play exactly. golf. He's like, don't stress out. And then meanwhile, my mom's on the phone with him, super stressed out. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Well, so this is Ladies of Golf, and mm-hmm. we start with quick nine questions for you. So just answer okay. how whatever comes to you. Um, okay. What What is your favorite social media? Uh, probably TikTok. I scroll for a long time on there. Oh yeah, it's a black hole. <laughs> yeah. Um, the last movie you watched? Ooh, uh, Goodwill Hunting. Someone actually oh told gosh. me to watch it, and he was basically relating it to always wanting better for your friends, and you're sad to see them go, but happy. Yeah, that's so nice. Yeah. Um, the last book you read? Ooh, the last book I read is Letters to a Young Athlete by Chris Bosch. I read that actually during my last tournament. Nice um show that you would want to binge watch Ooh, right now I'm finishing friends I've never watched friends and so many people have told me to watch it so I'm on season six of friends okay that is a good one um who are some of your favorite people to play a practice round with Ooh, probably Beth Wu you know Beth really well um and then also Janet Mao I don't know if you know her yeah so we've been playing a lot of practice rounds together too Nice. Um, how many holes in one do you have? Ooh, two. Where I were actually they? made one this year at a pro-am. Thought I was going to get the car, but didn't, <laughs> but it's okay. Um, the guy that actually put up the car for the event was actually in the hole in front of me watching it happen. So it was pretty crazy. Yeah. That's awesome. And where was your other one? My other one was at my home course when I was 10 years old during a tournament. Yeah. So cute. Uh, what was one of your favorite places to travel to while on this Metro tour? Ooh, probably Albany, New York. Mm. I really like that environment. 
So yeah. And then I won tournament there. So <laughs> that, that works. <laughs> what is something you want to do in your off season? I was actually texting my friends right before this. I think we're going to do Barry's boot camp, but kind of scared. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to kick my butt. I kind of hate cardio, but I have a Peloton, so I ride, but I don't oh, know if I okay. can run. <laughs> yeah. So I'm kind of scared for Barry's boot camp. Yeah. Um, what excites you most about being back on the LPGA tour? I think seeing some of the, my friends and my past teammates, I think that's what I'm most excited for. And yeah. I feel like I've really grown for the past two years. I mean, I was a 2019 LPGA rookie, but I went straight from college. So I thought it was going to be that fun and super, you know, not serious environment, but they're super serious out there and yeah. but I'm ready for it. Nice. <laughs> nice. Well, your amateur career was so highly decorated with so many accomplishments. And I obviously got like a front row seat to some of that. But for those who like don't know your background, did you always play golf growing up? Yeah. So I started when I was about seven years old. My older brother played golf first and I would just go to the range and watch him hit and then imitate his swing. And then one day I tried and it just stuck. Now here I am. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I I saw that I think your first LPGA tour event was the 2014 Craft Nabisco. Oh yes. Way was. back, more than Way seven back. years ago. I am what do you remember most about that first experience? Ooh, I remember my mom was caddying for me. And honestly, to and to get into that tournament, I think it was called the Fresh and Easy Girls event. It was all California girls. I actually had to have a playoff with my team future teammate Aaliyah Clark at the time to get yeah. into that event so it was so wild and then I got into the tournament my it was a legends event so you had a legend each player had a legends next to them in the qualifying event and my legend was uh Sandra Palmer so sweet I still keep in contact with her I love her and I remember being so nervous to play this event. So the first two days I played with Christina Kim. And then I remember the final day I played with Paula Kramer. So I remember wow. being so nervous and just being so wowed by everything. Yeah. Yeah. And then the next year you competed in the women's open at oh, that's Lancaster right. country club. What do you remember what year you were in school? I think I was a, it was either, I think it was the summer before my junior year. Okay. And like, yeah. what, what really stood out to you there, given it was just like, it was a major championship. The U.S. Open is just so big, but you probably played in other USGA more like amateur events. So did yeah. you notice a difference? I definitely was super nervous. There was a couple of us junior golfers in that event. I uh -huh. remember seeing Michelle Wee in the, the food tent and seeing that she brought her own food to eat. And I was like, Oh, like even food is really important. Everything's super important at a major event. There were so many patrons, so many people. I was so nervous and it just felt so huge to me. Like the U S women's open was something that I wanted. Like I felt like I wanted to be there. But I knew that I was I didn't fit in yet because I was a junior golfer and I was super nervous, but it's somewhere I wanted to be. Yeah. And then how did you know that you wanted to play at UCLA? Ooh, 
I've always wanted to go to UCLA. I, I think Beth, she committed pretty early on. And I was looking at the three big schools like Stanford, USC and UCLA, but UCLA, I just always, they always look so cute in their blue and yellow outfits and coach Carrie's so sweet. So I always wanted to go there. And then I remember I was at an AJGA event and I think we called each other and then she offered me a spot on the team. And then I said, yes, immediately didn't even think twice. <laughs> I love it. I love it. What I mean, you had really fun teammates who have gone on to have really successful careers as well. Mm-hmm. Um, what was the experience like playing at UCLA? And like, did you always have in your mind that you wanted to continue and go pro? Yeah, so um, I think my freshman year was a really big year for me because I was able to be teammates with Bronte Law. And Bronte basically took me under her wing. And even during practice rounds, she would tell me like, even the little things matter. So make sure to take every single note and about all the stuff. And she just really helped me because she was super confident player still is. She has that fire in her. I think she really inspired me because I came in as a little freshman, super scared, very shy. I barely spoke. You could ask some of my teammates when I first got there. I did not speak at all. Like Bronte would basically have to answer coach for me. And then, um, she taught me a lot and just that environment, it was a super competitive environment, but it wasn't super toxic. So I feel like we were all pushing each other to be the best. Um, Mm -hmm. yeah, I had a lot of fun at UCLA. Every single practice was fun to me. And it seems like you guys had a lot of fun, like off the golf course too. Like you truly took advantage of your college experience. Yeah. I lived with my teammate, Ju, and I also lived with Patty. So that was super fun. Nice. We always hung yeah. out. So yeah, I love my college career. Yeah. Do you feel like when you got onto the tour, did you have a mentor starting out? Mm. When I first got on tour, no, I felt like I was kind of lost. I almost, Mm. I was an alternate for a pro-am on LPGA and I didn't know you had to check in at a certain time slot. And I almost got disqualified. Say like I was an alternate and someone pulled out and it was my spot to take. And I wasn't there on site. I would have gotten taken out of the event. And I feel like little stuff like that added on to me not feeling like I fit in, me not being confident in myself and all that stuff. And a lot of pressure too, that you put on yourself because I think I came out of LPGA, I mean, out of college as the number one amateur. And I felt like I had a lot of pressure. Like everyone's like, oh, she's the next best thing. The first event, I missed the cut. Second event, I made the cut. And then I just started missing cuts after that. Mm -hmm. And even when I made the cut, I felt like I wasn't good enough. So I think I really had to learn to separate outcome from my happiness. Yeah. And I think that's something that I did this year where I just became grateful that I'm just playing golf and I happen to make money. Because when you hold on to that, I need to make money, I need to make money. It separates you from focusing on the thing in front of you. Yeah. Yeah. So that's just so interesting. And I feel like I, you know, we, I do hear that quite a bit when I'm talking to some of the other women who play on tour, there's, you know, it's a bit of like an imposter syndrome, but you guys, you know, you all 
have earned your way there and deserve to be there. So I'm sure it's it's a lot, a big mental block that you yeah. have to get past. Um, when you came back then, or like moved down essentially to the Symmetra tour, what were like some of your goals right away? Well, I think the first couple events on Symmetra, I was still trying to guide my game, my golf game. I lost a lot of confidence, almost all the confidence I ever had Mm. built up from all the years I've been playing golf. And I think it wasn't until maybe late last year. I mean, COVID really helped me, gave me a lot of time to practice and play on the course. I think playing on the course helped me more because just hitting golf balls doesn't really do anything for you. And so I was able to, I read a couple golf psychology books. I gained a mentor who helped me navigate everything. Um, And then I just started to gain confidence through that. Just knowing that it's all mental. It was never lack of skill. It was more about, you have to believe in yourself. And I remember my friend, he told me just be confident and no one will know you're not confident because you just got to fake it until you make it. And he's, yeah. he told me, you don't really, no one will know you're not confident unless you tell them. So you don't have to tell anybody that. So I kind of just did all that stuff. A lot of affirmations, a lot of self-work. I read a lot of books last year too, yeah. just to get me in the right mindset. And it just helped me become more grateful for everything around me. I felt like when I was in a low point in my life, just with golf and all that stuff. I took it out on a lot of people around me and it was just bad energy to be around. So that's something I really worked on the past year. That's so nice. Like such good self-reflection. Cause I was going to mm-hmm. say, it sounds like you have a, a an interesting formula for it all, whether it's reading, yeah. having a good support system. So like, how do you, how do you like, how do you think you'll try to keep up with that? I think I'm just going to keep doing what I've been doing. Um, I do have some off season goals. I think some are to read books outside of self-help and personal development, (laughs) probably just try to read more um, romance novels or something, something outside of nonfiction, you know? Yeah. And then what are some other goals aside from reading? Uh, In the off season. Definitely. Definitely work on some self-reflection because, I mean, and self-reflection and social life. I feel like I've been gone for basically seven months during the year. And I feel like all my friends are here, so I should hang out with them more (laughs) and meet more people too. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Do you feel like you have, are most of your friends, friends from school, are they also golfers? Yeah. So I have friends from school, um, some former teammates that are working now and plus my roommates that I met at UCLA too. We all live in California, so I get to see them a good amount. So nice. Nice. Um, something I was going to ask you actually about like your college and amateur experience and like moving into pro-life I felt like in amateur golf especially at the AJGA like you guys you played alongside the guys a lot more because it'd be one tournament but you know there's like the girls women's division men's division Mm -hmm. do you like notice 
obviously like that changes pretty dramatically, especially once you go to college, it's like you're playing in women's events. They're playing in men's events. Um, Did you ever notice that like drift away or was it just like something that happened? I think I noticed that drift away once I got picked for the Palmer Cup team. Hmm. That was the college event that, so Palmer Cup's guys event. And the first year they added girls into it. I got to go with the girls. Um, Yeah, it was a really different environment because we were all like grown up. It was kind of, kind of weird. There's some drama, but yeah, (laughs) it's definitely weird. Yeah, I'm glad that, honestly, I'm glad that college golf was like separate like men's and women's so we can focus more I think sure it could get complicated when there's men and women involved yeah yeah but I'm sure you I mean I'm sure it seems like most women would love to like see some sort of like mixed event at some yeah. point on the calendar yeah that would be super cool like a Ryder Cup Solheim Cup thing that would be so cool I would love to play in that yeah, yeah. Um. So you said the course that you're an honorary member at also has some PGA Tour players. Do you ever um practice with them or anything like that? Uh, Patrick Cantlay is barely here. So Yun Rue, I have yet to meet her. I want to meet her. I don't think yeah. she's pretty busy right now. But um, and then there's Brendan Steele who's around, but also plays a lot of events. I've played with him. He's super cool. And he's been nice. super nice. So it's super cool to yeah. be his friend. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, I mean, and I'm sure like you can each learn a lot from each other mm-hmm. um, and how you handle things on the course. Um, so the one thing I, I did want to ask you about, and you kind of referred to it was, um, you said that at a few points over the last couple of years, you thought about putting the clubs away and going to law school, but your mom convinced you otherwise. Did you feel like that was from burnout or not seeing the results you wanted? What kind of led to that? Basically everything. Um, I remember that tournament. I was playing so horrible. It was actually last year. It was at the end of last year. I was playing so horrible. Um, I just wasn't happy could not even hit one drive in the fairway. Mm. Um, I was making up and downs for bogey. Um, I was actually playing with two other girls and my caddy now is actually one of the other players, uh, caddy. He actually gave me his card after we played together. I thought it was so interesting because what did he see in me? Because I played like the worst round of my life. I was, yeah. And then he actually told me later on, he was like, you made the best up and downs for Bowie I've ever seen in my life that I had to give you my card. And then I needed a caddy, I think the late March, because something fell through with my other caddy. And I sent him a text. I still had his business card in the back of my phone for some reason. <laughs> And I texted him. I was like, hey, could you caddy for me at the Beaumont event? He was like, sure. I was looking for a bag anyways. And then we've worked together ever since. And I remember at that tournament that we met at, I was going to put away the clubs. There was no way I could come back from that low point in my life. I mean, low point in golf. I mean, and within a year, won a golf tournament together. It's crazy. It's so crazy. Yeah. And I mean, now we're looking at three wins, eight <laughs> top five finishes, player of the year honors. 
I mean, just like such a nice turnaround. Yeah. It must feel good. Yeah, it does feel really good. I remember, um, so I actually told my mom all my goals at the beginning of the year. Uh, I think I briefly mentioned it because I don't like to just be super blatant about it and just so upfront, just saying it all the time. I'd rather just know what it is and then put in the work to achieve those goals. And we're on the plane home from the tour championship. And she like, uh, once we landed, she was like, I'm so proud of you. I just noticed that you achieved every single goal you told me you were gonna. So I did achieve everything. It's so crazy. That's awesome. Are they, do you find your goals to be very specific? Um, So for this past year, uh, it was just win three Symmetra events. And I did exactly that. Yeah. And then also get player of the year. So that happened at the last one too. I know it's so crazy because I kind of forgot about them because I know they're in the back of my head, like, okay, let's win more events. So let's try to play the best we can today. And then looking back to my journal, that's what was written in it. So it's so crazy. That's amazing. When will you set your goals for the coming year? So I just set, I'm working on the off season goals right now. And I think yeah. probably beginning of January, I'll probably do the LPGA goals. Yeah. That's so good of you to like, you know, everyone talks about like new year's resolutions yeah. and like setting goals, but like you truly kind of hold yourself to them or at least set them. Yeah. I definitely, yeah, it's crazy that that happened, honestly, now that I'm thinking about it right now. So yeah, I really had to narrow it down. So I wanted to get my tour card. I wanted to win. So how do you do that? You start by playing well at events. How do you start playing well at events? You play well each day. How do you play well each day? Focus on the shot in front of you. I really had to narrow it down to the thing in front. Um, Like I said before, money is like a hard thing to focus on when you're on Symmetra or LPGA, because that's what keeps your card or helps you get your card. And I know this is a struggle among some of my, some of my friends, like other players, because the money list will get you your card, but at the same time, you don't want to think about it because you want to focus on performing. So I think for me, I really had to focus on what was in front of me. Like one bad shot wasn't going to kill me. So just in one of the books I read, it was the next shot might be your best shot ever. So I think that's something that kept me going. Like, oh, if I hit a bad Mm. shot, well, the next shot might be the best shot I ever hit in my life. And just always stayed positive and optimistic about the next shot. So that really helped me. I love that. I love that you have goals, but you were also finding like the best way to get there. Mm -hmm. I'm excited to see what your goals are for 22. It'll be great. Thank you. (laughs) Um, Well, the last question I ask everyone who comes on the podcast is just what advice do you have for maybe like young professional women who want to pick up golf and give it a try? Mm. I think don't be too hard on yourself. Golf is a super hard sport. I mean, I've been playing this for maybe 17 years. So I guess I get to be a little hard on myself, but try to make golf fun because you're out there in nature and it's such a privilege to be able to play golf because some people want to, some people can't. So just appreciate where you are in life. And then, yeah, just have fun with your friends. 
Thanks for listening to today's episode. Our original music is composed and performed by my talented and wonderful friend, Ryan Young. If you're looking for more from For The Ladies, visit us at fortheladies.net and on Instagram at fortheladies. That's F-O-R-E. Thank you.